Welcome to the Faith Mama Mondays podcast. I'm Dominique. I'm Ryan. And I'm Janice. And we're just three mamas who love God. We're not perfect and we mess up. A lot. But we have been called to a mighty work. Motherhood. We're on this journey with you. Yes, it gets messy. There are days you might cry. But we're here to remind you, you are not alone. We're in this together. Faith Mama Mondays is a place where we can connect, laugh, and even cry together. It's a beautiful community. Motherhood brought us together. Christ holds us together. Welcome to Faith Mama Mondays. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to Faith Mama Mondays. We are so glad that you guys were able to join us. So excited that you joined us on the Faith Mamas podcast today. And this is the part of the show that we like to call our Mom Life Roll Call, where we talk about funny, interesting happenings, mom life um, that has happened to us during the week or in the past. And we engage with you guys on our Facebook page and have to talk about those moments that really only other, that only moms would really truly understand. So, do any of you ladies have a mom life moment from this week? I have one that I have to share from our Facebook page. So, oh, awesome. yes, Christy, and I know moms can understand this. So, she sent me a, a private message message about this, and it literally was like one sentence. She said, there was a poop explosion and missing poop. Oh, wow. (laughs) We can just imagine, like, poop explosion, missing poop. Like, we as moms (laughs) know what's going down. We know what happened. And it probably wasn't funny in the moment, but it's hilarious right now. <laughs> wow. That is- oh, the missing poop is the worst part. Like, hunting right. for that is just bad. <laughs> wow. So how about you ladies? Anything funny to share this week? Any mom life moment that you had this week? Well, I'm living one right now. I might as well just go ahead and introduce the fact that my daughter is probably going to be on this podcast because, unfortunately, I cannot get her to sleep in time and quiet, despite the fact that, you know, how it is when you, like, kind of don't let them take a nap and they need it, they normally just knock out. Well, her willpower is strong, and she is just determined to march in and out of this room the whole time we're on the podcast. So I don't know. I'm just living. Oh, look, and she's right on cue. This is the perfect time. Mom life moment when you're just trying to focus and do what you have to do, and they just <laughs> they want to be these own, their own little people. So there we go. There Mom we go. Life. Mom life. <laughs> Hilarious. I I have one from this week too. So uh, Brooklyn is exploring her independence. Uh, she's 18 months, but in her mind, she's like four already. And so this week. We were we were trying to get dressed and get out of the house, and I told her to go get her shoes. And she goes in my closet, and she brings out a pair of black pumps. And I was like, My girl. Those are not your shoes. Like, I still get your shoes. These are my shoes. So, yeah, I thought that was hilarious that she decides to go get black pumps to put on. 
My girl, I love it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Okay, I have one, a personal one. So it was from a while ago. Um, We were potty training my oldest son. (laughs) We decided to try the method where you just wear underwear. And we were like, yeah, we read somewhere some article. You You know how when it's your first kid you read all these articles. Well, we read an article. And um, we're like, okay, yeah, we're going to try this, and we're going to – he's going to have no pull-ups, no diaper, nothing, and it's going to work. Well, we forgot we were potty training, and <laughs> he went to the back room, and he was there for a minute, and then he came out, and then he was with us, and then we had company over, and they went into the back room to do something and came out and was like, I think I stepped in poop. I said, oh, do you have a dog? <laughs> And we're like, oh, (laughs) oh, no. And so, yes, that was our potty training story. We didn't try that method anymore because, you know, we had poop droppings that we were finding for, like, a week after that. (laughs) Thank you for sharing that one because we're getting ready to start potty training. So note to self. (laughs) Yes. You know, if you're going to take all the the stuff off, make sure they're in your eyesight all of the time. (laughs) Well, today we are going to be talking about peace some more. And specifically, we're going to be talking about how to get rid of the bullies that are bullying our peace. Last week, we had this challenge, and the challenge was to identify the things that are bullying our peace and ask why in order to find where those things are rooted. So before we even start for today, my first question is, did you guys find anything else that was bullying your peace, and did you ask why and started finding some roots? What are some things that you guys found? So something, what I got to the root of that was like my peace, my biggest peace bully, honestly, for me, I'm finding as a mom is like being a perfectionist, because I think for some reason I have to get it all right. And so what happens is instead of saying, you know, at least I did the best I could with what I was, whatever task I'm doing, I feel that it's only complete when it's done right. And, I mean, you know how it is, like, like no one ever is going to get it all. We don't get it all right in anything. But for me, I'm so busy trying to cross every last T and dot every last I that I'm running myself rampant and crazy and like upset if I forgot this one thing and like I'm my biggest critic so much that I'm like beating myself in the ground and it's all because for some reason as I kept going down to those whys I feel like my value and who I am as a woman and as a mom is defined by how many check marks I get right and that's so not true you know and so you know what God was showing me is like hey that's not true you know I've called you to be who you were I didn't I know how many things you're going to get wrong, it doesn't make a difference. That still doesn't change who you are. Mm. And so my thing was, like, it's my identity and knowing who I am and being confident in who I am and not letting my task drive my identity, accepting who I am for who I am, irregardless of whether or not I get it right. Mm. Now, if I answered the question, I feel like I was all over the place, but that's what I found. That's powerful. That is really powerful. I, I, mine's actually really similar to yours, Janice. I, um, what God really showed me this week was that I don't have to do it all. Um, you know, we talked about having that to-do list that, that spikes 
invisible to-do list that's constantly going on through your brain, like, I got to get this done, get this done, get this done, get this done. And if you fail to meet one of those uh, needs or fail to, you know, check something off that list, then I feel inadequate as a mom. Um, and what God really showed me is that, you know, who I made you to be is enough. Um, who I called mm-hmm. you to be is enough. And you define yourself um, as a mother through what I say about you and not, you know, the standards that the world puts on you, but what I say about you. So um, that was kind mm-hmm. of my, my take um, on the challenge that we mm-hmm. had. Man, this is so powerful. Um, I'm probably going to piggyback on what both of you guys said Um, One of the big things that I noticed for myself as I kept digging deeper was that it was really rooted in people-pleasing. I wanted everybody to think I was successful. I I want everybody to feel like I'm doing it right. I I wanted to be like that mom, that mom that's got it together, that can juggle multiple things, that can do this and do that. And it was actually stealing my peace, and it was stressing me out to the point where you know, when I wasn't doing little things right or I felt like, like you said, Janice, where it wasn't perfect, I don't know. I would just experiencing, experience a ton of anxiety about it. So I 100% understand exactly where you guys are coming from, and I'm so excited that we're on this journey together, us and the moms listening. We're on this journey together as God shows us how to take those things and put them aside in order to grab onto peace the peace that we so desire, and how do we put these things aside? So we're going to look back at that verse, those two verses in Philippians, Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 through 7. And there was something that God showed me here that blew my mind. Um, So I'll go ahead and read it. Philippians 4, chapter 6 through 7, it says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, Present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So the big thing here that blew my mind was the word anxious. I thought I knew what anxious meant, but for some reason the Holy Spirit just drew me to say, look at it in the the original language, look at it in the Greek. And so I looked it up. And it's this word, it's memrinao, um, memrinao. And what it means is to care for or to look out for anything. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> when I think of anxious, that's not what I think about. Mm-hmm. Right? I think about stress. I think about all right. these things. Anxiety. Right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so, but when it was in the original language, it's to care for or to look out for anything. And what the Holy Spirit began to show me is all of your anxieties, all of the things that are separating you from peace is because we want to look out for ourselves. We want to look out for our family. We want to make it okay. We want to make it work. We want to look out for all these things. We want to care for all these things. And God's saying, stop. You can't do it. You've got to stop. And as we go further in this, passage or in this scripture, then everything else makes sense. So he's saying, stop looking out for yourself. Stop trying to make sure you're okay, that, every, that 
everything is fine, that everything is taken care of. Stop doing that. Instead, pray. Make your petition known to God. Present your request to God. It's like, oh, now it makes so much more sense because God is saying all those things that stress you and separate you from peace are just you trying to be me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that blew my mind. So what are you ladies thinking? Because that blew my mind in my study time. It, when, when you were talking, Dominique, it reminded me, um, um, I actually go to see a, um, a therapist like once or twice a month just to kind of do some mental health maintenance is what I like to call it. Um, and she's awesome. Um, she actually goes to my church and, um, she told me in a session one time, she said, God does not need your help being God. And that always stuck with me. And it's just like, it, I feel like it's exactly what you're saying. Uh, what we're reading in this scripture is God saying, look, I don't need your help to do my job. Um, you know, if you pray to me and, and, and tell me what you need my help with, I will deliver all the blessings and tools and resources and people to help you get these things done, but stop trying to take control of it all. Like, you're doing my job. Just let it go and let me be God. Ryan, that was like, first of all, I want to commend you for something before I go too far. I commend you for taking a step out there and knowing that it's okay to go talk to people because we all need to do that, and people are just so, like, I won't even get it. That's a whole other episode. I commend you for your strength in that, because to me that shows real strength to be willing to say, you know, I kind of sometimes might need to talk to somebody to make sure, you know, I um, take care of myself. And to me that's a huge step in self-care is knowing where you need support and help. And so, girl, high five, like, through the phone for that. Um, Double high five. Double high five. I'm so serious. Like, that takes so much strength. But I, I love what you said, and I, ch- I said I chuckled when you said that, Dominique, because it's so funny because it's so, it's so simple. <laughs> so God is basically saying, I'm partnering with you, with you in life. I'm gonna, I can help you through these things. Stop trying to do too much. The one thing we pride ourselves in doing and having a checklist, and he's telling me you, you don't need to have all that stuff on you. Some of that stuff on your list you don't even need. That's, that's me. You're doing too much. That is relief. That's all I have to say about that. I, again, I'm relieved. Amen. I don't have to do it all. It's so powerful. Right. Like, what makes us think we can do it all? Like, I think that's the root. The root. There's somewhere in there, you know, and I, and I, we could talk about it in another episode, but it's somewhere in there like that word pride where something, somewhere, some false sense has told us somewhere that you get all these, this recognition for doing it all. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, not how God works, right, you know? And so... You know, God is like, I don't want you to do it all. I want to help you. I don't want you to burn yourself out. Like, I know things that you don't know. You know, I'm not, you can't be me for your, your, your child. You can't be me for your spouse or your mom or dad or whomever. Like, I'm me for them. Mm. That is so powerful. Yeah. And, you know, something happened right before we come to record this. Like, I'm really upset um, about something. And I was like, talk about peace. Like, I was like opposite peace. (laughs) I was mad. And one of the things that God showed me, even through this study, he brought it back up. He said, you're mad because you feel like they should have treated you a certain way. He said, that 
and now you're mad because they should have done this and they should have done that, and I do this for them, and I do this for them. Why didn't they do this for me? And God says, you're letting the care of all these things mm-hmm. take away <laughs> your peace. You're allowing the care for how people see you, how they should have treated you, how this should have happened, take away your peace instead of coming to me, putting it all out there and saying, God, I need you to fix this situation. He said, instead of do, he showed me, he said, instead of do, you doing that, you are in your head thinking about all the different ways that this should have played out when it didn't play out that way. And there's nothing you can do about it. And you can't change it. But you're going back and forth and thinking about why you deserve to be treated better and thinking about why this should have happened this way and getting so worked up. And he said, and when you do that, you're basically saying, peace, I don't want you. I don't need you. I'm good right here in my funky place. And God was showing me that in order to stop the peace bullies from ramsacking our life and stealing our peace, we actually actively have to say no. And that was big for me. He was like, you actually have to say no, and not just no. You have to say no and then take it all to God, all of it. Take all of your emotions to God. Say, I'm not, I'm not going to just sit here with all of these emotions. I'm not going to pretend like they don't exist, but I'm not going to sit here with them. I'm going to take these to God. I'm going to say, God, I really feel this way, and I'm having a hard time. I need you to solve this problem or show me me. I just need you to step in. And God was showing me, he's like, the more times that we come to him instead of trying to fix it for ourselves. I I can't even explain to you how many times I've tried to fix my husband. It doesn't work. Like trying to fix all of these things, it won't work. But God says, but if you take all of it to me and then leave it with me, then you can continue to walk in peace. You can continue to walk in peace no matter what the circumstances are. That's so good. That is so good. Right before we got on the call, I was also, um, I was, you know, just trying to prepare and, you know, write down my thoughts and what God was laying on my heart. And I came across, you know how there's always just, like, little images of quotes and stuff on social media. Um, I came across this image, and it says, um, choose faith over anxiety, choose hope over worry, and choose love over fear. And I think, that's exactly what you're saying that God revealed to you is that, you know, giving your peace away is a choice. And I, I just loved what I saw in this image saying, choose faith over anxiety, choose hope over worry, and choose love over fear. Um, so all, all those things that we're supposed to choose over the latter, those are all things that God wants to, uh, us to experience with him on a daily basis. He wants us to have faith and hope in him, and, and he wants us to love him as just as much as he loves us and um it's just really interesting how you know doing things god's way is is never wrong doing things god's way always it always works out you know for our good like uh romans 8 28 when we choose god we can't lose um so when we choose peace over the things that 
steal that piece away, we can't lose. We can't, you know, act out irrationally or lash out our, our children or lash out at our, our spouse. You know, we can't blow up on our job or, you know, do do some things that are, are not of God when we choose to keep the peace that God's already given us. And you know the powerful thing um, about this scripture that we've been on for the past two weeks now is that God gives us some practical steps. So the funny thing that I realize is sometimes, you know, just as humans, it's not even a mom thing, it's just a human thing. We hear something and we're like, oh, you know, I'm going to stop trying to look out for me because that's going to help my peace. And then we forget all the other stuff that God says. He says, pray, make your petition known to me, make your request known to me, Thank, give thanks, give um, gratitude. And God was showing me that these things are necessary in order for you not to fall back into this place of anxiety or this place of caring and looking out for yourself and not allowing God to care and look out for you. So if you're not praying, if you're not making your petitions known to me, if you're not expressing gratitude for the things that I've already done, you cannot help but to go back into the place of trying to fix it for yourself because you actually need someone to fix your problem. That, that's, that's the truth. There is a problem and somebody has to fix it. And if we're not taking it to God, it's not getting fixed, then we go right back to the place where we're trying to fix everything, we're trying to be God, and we're right back in anxiety, and we're right back out of peace's uh, presence. And God says we've got to get in the process of doing these things as well. So it's not like take this out of my life. God always says, yes, take this out of your life, but replace it with this. Mm-hmm. And if we don't replace it, then we're going to be right back where we were. And it is a process. It's such a simple thing he's, he's saying here, but it's so it's transformative. It's so hard. Right, it is. It's it so is. Hard. Because think about it. You know, we've had 20, 30, 40 years of doing 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, whoever's listening to this podcast, we've had all of these years of doing it the way that we've been doing it, which is taking care of ourselves, you know, trying to be, trying to have it all together, trying to do it all for ourselves, we've done that for years. And now God's saying, but if you want peace, if you really want peace, and it's funny, he doesn't say, he doesn't say, if you want peace, have somebody lay hands on you and pray for peace. He doesn't say that. He says, if you want peace, you're going to have to not be anxious for anything. And in every situation, you're going to have, in every situation, every situation, you're going to have to pray. Make your petition known to me. Give thanks. Present your requests to me. And then a peace that transcends all understanding will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. God says, all I need you to do is stop trying to take care of you and bring it all to me, and I'll take care of the rest. All, everything else I'll take care of. But I need you to make this step first. I was listening, and, you know, I, it was, I was studying this, and then I pulled out what you just said because you gave some action steps about, like, man, how do we not be anxious? And one word that stuck out that I was looking at was Thanksgiving because I was reading this morning, too, in John six eleven. And it was talking about, you know, when Jesus 
fed the multitude, and he took the you know the food, and he 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 thank he he gave thanks for it. And I was like, well, what is up with this word Thanksgiving? And you know, a lot of times we think when we're anxious and God is going to do something, we're praying, He's going to fix the person or the thing. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes when you start giving thanks, what I realized because I sat there and just started practicing it as I was reading it. So what happens? And I noticed as I started started thanking God for things, I kept thanking Him for. It. Things like I got down to the fact that I was thanking him for clean water running through my kitchen. Like I mean, we were I was going deep in every little thing I could think of. And what he was showing me is as you give me thanks, your perception changes because I start showing you kind of where I am. If that makes any sense. And so it's amazing when we read that that as he's showing us and helping us, you know, she got just as loud, and I'm gonna give thanks for her running through here getting just as loud when I was trying to talk about Thanksgiving. <laughs> but he was your perspective changes when we do some of those things. He showed us because we invite the presence of God in, and then he's able to show us kind of how to look at things from his perspective, and it might kind of change the way we feel about things here and there. And I just want to say really quickly, um, you know, there's always the power of editing and podcasts, but I'm going to so leave that part there because I think a lot of moms think that they can't do something or they, they you know, they may have, you, maybe there's a mom listening that has something on your heart and you're thinking, oh, no, I can't, my kids, what are they going to do, you know, what are people going to think? And one of the things that I've been learning, even through this whole peace process, is that the season that we're in is powerful. And people need mm-hmm. to see it. And we've mm-hmm. got to stop trying to hide the season we're in um, in order to fit into everyone else's season. And if you're in a season, I don't know who is out there listening, but if you're in a season where you have, you're a mom of young children, embrace that season. Things aren't going to go right. They're not going to go according to plan all the time. And it's powerful because it teaches you how to let go. It teaches you how to relinquish mm-hmm. control. It gives you practice. God's like, it gives you practice in choosing peace. This is real life practice. And a lot of times, I, I'm so um, guilty for this. A lot of times, like if I have something to do, I'll be like, um, Steve, keep the kids upstairs. You know, make sure they don't say nothing. And I'm going to be on this phone and let them not say anything. And it's really a charade because that's not my life. My life is loud and messy and noisy right now. <laughs> yeah, girl, yeah. <laughs> That's so accurate. That is so accurate. And I, I even find when when you kind of just let go, like the people around you, especially if you're in a room full of moms or, you know, parents or, you know, what have you, they get it. They understand it. So it's nothing to, like, be embarrassed about or be ashamed of. Like, everyone has their season of raising young children. And, um, I, like, I, I take um, Brooklyn. We attend Bible studies sometimes on Friday mornings. And, and I took her with me one time, and I was exactly the same way. I was like, okay, let me pack a bunch of snacks. Let me, I got some movies on deck. Like, make sure she does not say a peep during this Bible study. And then, like, she, she, she did well for, like, the first 30 minutes. And then, like, after that, the sugar kicked in from the fruit snacks, and she was, like, off my lap and, like, running around the um, auditorium. And the um, Bible study instructor was like, just let her go. Like, she's fine. And nobody yeah. felt like my child was disrupting their study or anything like that. They all really truly just embraced the fact that, you know, let's be grateful for the fact that this mom brought her daughter uh, in this Bible study so that she can hear the word of God. 
And um, I, I think you nailed it on the head, um, Janice, Janice, when you said that, you know, helping us to see the, uh, God's perspective on things. And I think when we shift our perspective to Thanksgiving, that definitely helps us view our earthly situations um, a, lot, a lot differently. It does. Man, that's so powerful. I want to um, kind of close out the conversation with this scripture. It's in Matthew um, chapter 6. It's verses 25 through 33. And some of us may have heard it before, and it's the scripture where he's talking about not to worry about your life and what you're going to eat and what you're going to drink and everything. But this word worry is actually the exact same word that's used in Philippians 4, 6 through 7. The word that's used for anxious is here translated as worry. Um, so basically one of the things we have to know about translations is they do the best they can to capture what the author is saying. Um, but if we go back to the original language, it's the exact same word. It's that word, um, memrinao, where it talks about don't try to take care of or look out for yourself or anyone around you. And so I'm just going to read it. It says, therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? They do not labor or spin, yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you? You of little faith. So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And when I was reading that, I kept replacing worry with to care for or look out for yourself. So I read it again. I said, therefore, I tell you, do not care for or look out for your life, what you're going to eat or what you're going to drink. Like when I started replacing that, and, he, and I started replacing it with my children and things like that. And it doesn't mean don't do the good that God has put on you to do, but don't take on the weight of the world onto your shoulders. Like every problem that comes across your path, only you can fix it. God's saying, don't do that. Like everything that you see about your children, you have to tell them about everything that life is. And you have to fix every problem. And you have to do a whole lecture about why they need to be this and do that. God says, don't stop. Don't do that. Um, what I'm learning, it's more of a mindset thing than something that, you know, oh, I'm just going to 
not think about anything. It's a mindset thing. It's like I'm going to work not because – this is going to blow my, my own mind when I say it out of my mouth. I'm going to work not because I have to put food on the table, but because this is where I'm called to be. Mm-hmm. Like, shifting our minds. Like mm-hmm. I, am, I am doing um, this business not because I need to make this income, but because I have a passion for what it is, and I know that God is going to transform lives through it. I'm, do, I'm starting to shift our mindsets to why we're doing things and stop thinking we're doing things to solve the problems of our world. Just do it because God put a passion and a fire and shift our mindsets. I'm, I'm t- talking to myself because I'm like, just shift your mindset, Dominique. You've got to shift your mindset and let God worry about all that other stuff. That's so good. And as as you were um, talking about shifting your mindset, when when I was preparing um, for this, I um, <clears throat> I came across um, a way to reshape your to do list um, that we always have as moms. You know, getting things done around the house or with the kids, etc. Um, and the first thing was to listen to God. The second was to do what He says, no matter what. And the third was to trust him at all costs. And I think that coupled with reshaping your mind, that will invite all the peace that surpasses all understanding into your life when you when you combine those two things. And, you know, for the things that we think of, like, you know, that where we're like, oh, man, what do we start with that, right? You know, if we take it even one step up from where, Dominique, you went and then, to land right where, um, Ryan, you were, is the things that bother you, you know what I started doing? I started writing them on sticky notes and putting them in a shoebox. I don't know. It's just something like when I write it down, it's, to me, I've written it down, I've released it, and I put it in a shoebox. The point is like doing an action because to me it's kind of a way to show God I'm surrendering this to you. Whatever's in this box is yours. That is so good, and I think I'm going to make that a challenge for us here at uh, Faith Mama Monday's podcast. Um, if you're listening, and all all of us that are engaged right now, let's make some prayer boxes. And you can, if you want to make yours fancy, you can definitely take a picture and po- post it up on our Facebook page. We love to see it. Um, yeah, and we can even post our pictures up. But let's make some prayer boxes and start putting those things, just like Janice was saying, start putting those things inside the box. These are our petitions to God. And, and the, the great thing about it, God can read. So we're good. We, you know, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> so just putting those things in prayer boxes. You can make them as pretty as you want, or, you you know, if you're not into the frilly, frilly stuff, you know, just the shoe box will do. Um, but putting, start to get in the habit of putting our prayer requests in that box and leaving them there for God. And I heard um, a friend of mine, she did this prayer box activity for a year. And at the end of the year, she opened it back up and saw all the things God did all by himself. <laughs> without our help, without her help, without right? Our help, without our help, without us having to go over it 50,000 times in our head and all this stuff. No, all we had to do was release it to him, and he walked it out. And I am believing that as we establish and develop these prayer boxes, that what we're going to see is a year from now, if we keep these boxes, when we open them up, we're going to see just how awesome God is and we are going to see that he can be trusted with our life, and we don't have to take our life into our own hands anymore. We can trust him. 
And so I think that's a great challenge um, that Janice just kind of talked about, that box. If we could all just design a box and start putting those requests in there. Um, I don't know why. I, I know that um, Ryan is getting ready to pray. And, Ryan, I want you to pray for something specific because it's on my heart. Um, there's someone that's listening that's having a hard time conceiving, um, having a hard time having a baby. And I'm believing that that's one of those things that's going to go in that box. And next year, this time, you're going to open that box. You're going to look at it and you're going to say, oh, my goodness, something that I've been worrying myself about for the past seven years, and I put it in this box, and a year later, God did it all by himself. And I am believing with you, we are standing together with you, that as you put that note inside that box and you give it to God and you go about your life and enjoy your life, God is going to completely do what everyone else said was impossible. Father God, I thank you so much, Lord, uh, for the Faith Mama Mondays podcast, Lord God. I thank you for all the women on this um, podcast right now, Lord God. I thank you for all the women who are listening, Lord God, and engage with us on our Facebook page, Lord God. This group, Lord God, is what you put together so that we can bring honor and glory to you, Father God. And so I just ask in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, that you would bless every ear under the sound of my voice, Father God, that you would uh, uplift every single mama in whatever season of life that she is in, Father God. Wrap your loving arms around her, Lord God, and comfort her and let her know that you are there and that you are listening. Help us, Father God, to surrender it all to you, Father God. As moms, we want to do it all. We want to be the superhero that our kids think we are, Lord God. But what we really need to be showing our kids, Father God, is that you're our hero, Jesus. I thank you so much, Lord God, for the way that you love us, Lord God. And I pray, Father God, for anybody listening to this, Lord God, who is trying to conceive and wants to be a mom, Lord God, you planted the seed in her heart and the desire in her heart to be a mother, Lord God. And your word tells us, Lord God, that you will grant us the desires of our hearts, Father God. So I just pray, Lord, that she surrender that will to you, Lord God, and that you just bless her and her family. Make her healthy and strong to grow a baby, Lord God, and deliver a healthy baby, Lord God. I don't know who that prayer is for, Father God, but I just pray, Lord God, that it is heard, Father, and that you would bless her, Lord God, to be a mother. Thank you so much, Father God, for this opportunity to study uh, with these amazing moms and to uplift you, Lord God. And I just ask, Father God, that you would help guard our hearts against the bullies that, that control our lives, Lord God, and feel our peace. Help us to look toward you, Lord God. Help us to pray. Help us to be thankful. Help us to see our situations and circumstances through your perspective, Father God. I just thank you so much, Lord God, and we love you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. I am so excited to continue this journey with you guys. So thanks so much for joining Faith Mama Mondays. We know Mondays can be tough, and we're hoping that hanging out with us on this podcast has made it just a little bit more bearable, and actually, hopefully, lots of fun. If you want more Faith Mama fun, go to www 
www.facemama.com and join our mailing list. Oh, and while you're at it, stop by Facebook and like the Face Mama Mondays podcast page. And join us next Monday at noon. For the rest of the month, we will be digging into topics surrounding peace. So you definitely don't want to miss the interviews and great discussions to come. See you next week on Faith Mama Monday's podcast. Bye, mamas.